And we're going to go right into the Word to Acts chapter number 22 this morning. Amen. Acts 22. I'm sorry, let's back up. Go to Acts chapter 21. How many people have enjoyed the services thus far? I have too. Amen. It's good for us to be here. Amen. Always good to be in the house of the Lord. So glad just to be in this place. Amen. Just before we get into the word, just close your eyes right now and just recognize that somebody somewhere would love to be where you are right now. Lord God. And somebody just that your response ought to have been, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I gave you your lines right now. Now, you're on your own right now. Just tell God to that together. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. I'm glad to be here today. All right. Uh, I want to speak to you all from this topic or subject on today, dual citizenship. Dual citizenship. Amen. Say that with me. Dual citizenship. Amen, amen. A member of two different countries. There are some people that have citizenship in two countries. Amen. Well, let's go to Acts chapter number 21, and let's consider verse number 39, or I'm sorry, 30, and we'll read down to 39. And all the city was moved, and the people ran together, and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple, and forthwith the doors were shut. Paul was in trouble. Paul had gone down to Jerusalem, and he was not well received. Amen? All right, and so he's in trouble. Verse 31, and as they went about to kill him, that didn't sound good, tidings came unto the chief captain of the band that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. Everybody was mad. Verse 32, you read. Backed up for a minute. And then the chief captain came near and took him and commanded him to be bound with two chains and demanded who he was and what he had done. Who are you? And some cried one thing, some another among the multitude. You know, everybody has something to say. And when he could not know the certainty, certainty of the tumult, he commanded him to be carried into the castle. And when he came upon the stairs, so it was that he was born of the soldiers for the violence of the people. For the multitude of the people followed after crying, away with him. You go ahead and read, 37. All right. Hold on, I lost my place. 30, are we at 38? 38. Are not thou that Egyptian, you know, people always got something to say, thinking you somebody, which before these days made us an uproar. Now, they were all wrong about this. And led us out into the wilderness, 4,000 men that were murderers. And Paul, I can imagine him like, who do you think I am? 39, verse 39. But Paul said, I am a man which am a Jew of Tarsus, a city of Cilicia. Uh, Cilicia, I looked it up earlier. Cilicia, we'll go with that. A citizen of no mean city. This wasn't just a small little city. And I beseech thee, suffer me to speak unto the people. Amen. Let's go before the Lord. Thank you and praise you, Lord God, for your word this morning. I thank you, Lord God, um, for the obligation that I feel this morning, God, to be able to speak to these people. I thank you for the word that you would have to go forth. We praise you, Lord God, that we can be in attendance today. 
not just in body, but Lord, allow our minds to be here even right now, God. Somebody has a body here, but the mind is elsewhere, God. Don't let them miss the word on today. Lord, get them here in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, we, I know you demand our full attention, God. Help us, Lord, to give you what is due you, Lord, today. Help us to learn and grow together. We thank you and praise you. Bless the word this morning. Somebody say, bless the word. Bless the word. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Dual citizens. Amen. Um, it's good to be here another week. Amen. Glad to be in God's house at the start of a brand new week. Amen. Sunday just marks the beginning of a new week. And there's some weeks that we come in here and everything has just been kind of smooth sailing for us. You know, maybe you had a week of vacation and you ain't really had a whole lot going on that week. Thank God there's some weeks, you know, nice weeks, good weeks. Every now and then, I think you ought to take a little time out for yourself and just have, you know, a little me time. Maybe you'll go on vacation or perhaps you just stay in and just have a little staycation. Anybody in here ever enjoyed a staycation? You ain't got to spend a whole lot of money. You ain't got to go nowhere, but just have a little week to yourself. And so sometimes we have mild weeks where we don't go through a whole lot of things. And then other weeks we come in here and you already know we got all kinds of issues and drama and problems, you know, multiple tasks to complete a multiplicity of problems and tasks to perform. Sometimes things can become very, very uh, compacted. We got lots of dual problems, if you will, all right? Multiple problems and concerns and issues and things that we have to deal with. Has anybody in here other than me ever felt like you was just juggling a thousand things? Anybody ever out there been there before where you feel like on your job they didn't ask you to do this, then they asked you to do this, and then this deadline, this is due, and you're just juggling a whole lot of things. And on top of uh, your job, and all of a sudden you got things going on at home and the kids and all these different things. And here you are just trying to juggle all of these tasks. You know, uh, life itself and every job, most jobs that are out there in, in today's world are going to demand that you are able to do what? Multitask. All right? Now, I know, you know, being a parent, you're definitely going to have to multitask. But most of our jobs, there's multitasking involved. They want to know that you can work the cash register and answer the phones and that you ain't going to be going off on folks when you are under pressure and got a lot of things going on. All right? They want to know that you're able to keep the books and, um, you know, answer the phones and deal yeah. with customer service. You know, a lot of different responsibilities that we have. Amen? Multitasking is essential, all right? But sometimes it's good for us just to kind of remind ourselves that we are not God and that we have limitations. Anybody been there before? You got to remind yourself, well, hold on, there's only so much that I can do. But we know that we serve a God who definitely, most certainly, is unlimited, all right? And, and certainly God, if anybody can multitask, God can show enough do some multitasking. Y'all hear that? Y'all know he made everything in just less than a week. It wasn't even a week, and everything that you see in the here and now, in just six days, God created the heaven and the earth. All things were made by him, and without him, not anything that was made was made, all right? Did I get that right? Not anything made that was made, all right? So think about this right now. In just six days, God made all of heaven and earth, and he stands back and he looks, and what does he say? And it was good. In other words, he does quality control, and who is going to come in and try to run some quality control on God? Mm -hmm. 
I, raise your hand if you feel like it, you can possibly run some. I know that you might have that job in a factory somewhere. You stand at the end of the line and make sure that everything comes out all right and you throw the bad ones out. But can't nobody have the um, audacity or the nerve to try to rub, uh, run some uh, uh, quality control on God. And so he looks at his creation by himself and he declares that it is good. We can go to Genesis 1 and 4. God saw the light, and he stands back, and he looks, and he says, and he saw that it was good. Genesis 1 and 10, he separates the dry land from the waters. And what does he say? And he saw that it was good. You can go to Genesis 1 and 12. God creates all the plant life, and he looks at all the different plants and all the different array, and he says, and it is good. Genesis 1 and 18, he creates the sun to rule by day and the moon to rule by night and all of the stars. And at the end of it, he looks back and says, and it is good. Genesis 1 and 21, he creates all the whales and the fishes and all the octopus and the squid and the sea creatures, the anemones and all the, uh, you know, all the little sea life that's down below. And he creates all the fowl of the air and their array. And what does he say at the end of it? And it is good. Everything that God makes. Everything that God does, he does it what? He does it well. Amen. Somebody give God praise for that. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 1, 25, he creates the beasts, the cattle, and all them little bugs that you don't like, them little creepy critters that are about to come out in the springtime that you're getting ready to spray your house for. And what does he say about all those things? He sees how it would all fit together in this wonderful ecosystem. And even the things that you hate and you don't understand, and you don't know why he created those little creepy critters, but yet somehow it's all working together in God's overall plan. My God. And somebody in the room right now, maybe you got something that you don't quite understand. But don't you know God has a way of balancing things out, allowing all things to work together for the good. Give him praise one more time if you believe it on today. My God. And finally, as the capstone of God's creation, he creates mankind and he places them in the garden. He gives them dominion. And at the end of that day, what does he do in Genesis 131? And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, not only was it good, but it was what? It was very good. In other words, he gave himself a pat on the back. Who's going to give God a pat on the back? I'll give myself a pat on the back. It was good, all right? You'd have to be a fool. I heard you, Sister Shine, this morning. You have to be a fool to look out over creation and not to acknowledge that there is a creator behind all living things. Somebody give God just some praise and acknowledge him today. Thank God. Amen. Anybody ever just look out at the beauty of the world and you see the sophistication and all the wide um, array of things and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt if you didn't read one scripture on the page, if mama didn't teach you no Bible, suddenly there's something that has to be realized and recognized within yourself without anybody telling you there is a God. The scripture tells us the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. You have to be a fool to look out here and see all this beauty and think it's just some big bane and all of a sudden just all of this organization and all these wonderful things and all this intellect and the sophistication of creation just suddenly just appeared. My God. You know, we can look at, you know, all the different species of things that God has created and how um, there's such just a, a wide array within each one of the species. 
You think about all the different felines. Let's just call that into consideration right now. Um, all of the big, you got big cats, little cats. You got leopards and cheetahs. And uh, somebody help me out. Come on, help this brother preach. Tigers and lions and bears. Oh, my. All right. All, <laughs> all right. Then think about, let's bring it on home to y'all right now. What about all the dogs, you know, that's out there? Not only did God just create, I mean, it would have been enough for him just to make dogs and to make cats and to make birds and to make this and that, you know. But within each one of the species, there's just such a wide variety. You got German shepherds, you got bulldogs, you got little itty bitty chihuahuas, you know, you got them little mutts that run, you know, used to run around the hood, you know, and things get on everybody's nerves. And then somebody would feed in the backyard. Anybody know about toast dogs? <laughs> we had a dog in our neighborhood called Chico. I didn't know what Chico. Chico was just some of this and some of that. But he was Chico. We would feed Chico <laughs> on Winthrop. That's where I, we stayed you know, over there. Anyway, but anyway, uh, you know, you got all kinds of dogs. Siberian Huskies and uh, come on, dog lovers out there. Come on, help me. All right, Irish Terriers and all these things. And then you got birds, you know, and all the different types of birds. You got owls and eagles and robins and parrots and, you know, all kinds. Look, I mean, me, in my little mind, just trying to name them off right now and just consider this great big guy. Y'all see the point I'm trying to make right now? My God, even look around this church even right now. And somebody might walk in this place and say, oh, that's a black church. But look at all the different varieties. You got high yellow. You know, you, you got from the lightest light to the darkest darks, you know, and all in between. You know, my God, a wide variety of people. Amen. And God knows everything about us. And, you know, and even it even gets more complicated than that. You know, you sitting here and, you know, and if you were to take a DNA test right now or go to genealogy.com and send off your little sample of spit or whatever you got to sell blood or whatnot, you might find out you ain't as black as you think you are or as white as you think you are. And maybe you might actually have to admit that Brother Jason ain't the only one that's a mixed race in here. Some of y'all got some Pakistanian in you, some Mexican down in you. You might got a little European on the inside, Nigerian. Y'all, all kind of thing. We don't get this wide variety of colors for nothing. Somebody help me now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's right. Let me see a show of hands of folks that done sent off of that. Anybody out there? Hey, man, we got a few in here. And I guarantee you didn't come back. It didn't just come back saying it was one thing, did it? Hey, man, probably a whole lot of things. Some of those things will actually surprise you when you find out who you are. But each one of us, we have a unique blueprint. We're made according to God's perfect design. Each one of us is custom-made and unique. I saw a little girl over there wearing... All right, little guy, we're wearing a Be Unique shirt, all right? From our personality to our race to our capacity to learn to all of our interests, all of those things God has made you right. by design. Isn't that amazing? We're all made in the image of God, but yet each one of us brings something different to the table. God made you, you, for a reason. My God, and he wants to use you for his glory. My God. There's a reason why you got a green thumb. There's a reason why you're a computer savvy. There's a reason why you can sing. There's a reason why you work with your hands. There's a reason why that you're an artist. There's a reason why you learn how to play the drums. There's a reason why you're good with people. There's a reason why you got leadership skills. God made you, you for a reason. Don't you know God got a big old toolbox and he knows who to pick at the right time in the right way for the right situation. Amen. There's somebody that you can reach that I can't reach. Amen. There's a ministry for you to perform that I won't be able to perform. 
You might not be behind a microphone or maybe nobody will give you the lead part to the song, but there's something that you can do for the Lord. Now come on and clap your hands if you believe it on today. Every last one of you, you got a part, my God, in the overall master plan that God has for, to build his kingdom, amen, and to spread this gospel. There's something for you to do. Come on, just look down your row and tell somebody there's something that God has for you to do. My God, hallelujah, I feel that something that God, and God knows everything that you're able to do. You got skills that somebody else don't have, amen. Amen. You got a uniqueness to you. Amen. A, an agility to you. And you can slip in on the scene. Amen. And you know how to minister just at just the right time. My God. In the right way. You have the words that you can put together. And you can speak from a background and experience. Amen. To be able to touch somebody's life and to win them over for the Lord. That's why God got so many different type of people in the body of Christ. He ain't just got, uh, you know, smart intellectual people. Amen. But he's got just some, you know, some straight up just hood folks in here too. Amen. He got all kinds of different people. White collar worker, blue collar workers, all kinds of races of people. Amen. In the body of Christ. Aren't you glad to be a part today? There's something that you can do for the Lord. My God. You might not have a degree. You might not have a bachelor's or associate's or a master's. But still there's somebody that you can reach for the Lord. Wake up and yield your talent. Yield your time. Yield your effort. Yield your resources. Put it in God's hand. And watch God use you for his glory. Give him one more praise if you believe it on today. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. Put it in his hands. Little is much when God gets in it. You might just think you just got a few fish and a few loaves. Put it in God's hands and watch him begin to feed the people. My God, come on and help me praise the Lord. My God, you might not think you got a whole lot of talent to offer, but you're special to God and God created you intentionally, my God. Amen. You might think that you're some product of some messed up situation, but God's hand was all in it. My God. And I believe you're here for a reason. Amen. God orchestrates these moments. Thank you, Jesus. Can't we just give him one more prayer? Hallelujah. No. Ain't he good, y'all? Ain't he good? Ain't he good? Ain't no mistakes with God. Hallelujah. You might not know who your daddy is, but God knows you. Amen. You might not know who this daddy is, but you got a daddy, all right. You got a father up in heaven who loves you. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Oh, I give him praise today. You know, the Apostle Paul, let's get back in the word here, had a unique calling that required a unique individual. Amen. With a unique pedigree to fulfill this purpose that God had for him. Amen. He even said in Galatians chapter number 1 and 15, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb is reminiscent of Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Amen. I knew who you were. And he called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Thanks, God. Thank you, God. Amen. He called himself. We know uh, uh, the apostle Paul was the apostle, not to the Jews, but to the Gentiles. But he himself, he was anything but a Gentile. All right. Now listen at this, listen to this man's pedigree, Philippians 3 and 5. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, 
of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews. As touching the law, he was a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is of the law, or in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, I count all them things for loss, amen, that he could get Christ. So by all standards, Paul, he was this Jew. He was well-received into yes. the community. He had an education. He had influence. He had intellect, all these things going for him, amen, but he wanted to use it to glorify the Lord, amen. Thank you, Jesus, all right? And on top of all those things, as if he didn't already have it going on for himself, a Pharisee of Pharisees, all these things, he was also... A Roman citizen. Y'all hear that? Y'all still in Bible class right now? Y'all still awake? What was he, y'all? He was also, not only was he a Jew and well-received in that community, but he was also a Roman citizen. What's our topic on today? What is it, y'all? Dual citizenship. Thanks be to God for that. All right, and so, but after coming to the knowledge of Christ, he used all his unique position and all those things as an advantage so that he could, you know, win souls, so that he could minister. Amen. He used everything that he had. I, I really feel like that. I feel as if God has planted people in all facets of society. Don't you know God got people in healthcare? God got people in education. God got uh, people in, in public offices, in government. You know, God got people in business administration. Amen. God got a whole lot of entrepreneurs out there. Got people in leadership roles. Got people he's planted all over the world. And he wants you to use the influence that you have to help spread the gospel, to help establish and to build his kingdom. God has you planted on that second shift job or that first shift job or wherever you are. You might be on a job you don't want to be at right now, but God has got you right there. And at just the right time, if you just stay faithful, God will use you for your glory, for his glory. My God. You got some, you know, you're in places a lot of times. Somebody, somebody out here right now, you might be staying in the place right now. You don't want to stay in. You might be over here in some apartment building. They're shooting up everybody right now. But just stay faithful to God. God have a way of building a hedge around his, his people. My God, Indianapolis spotty anyway. Y'all know Indianapolis, you know, come on here, 38th Street, and you just go up here to uh, on Meridian Street. Y'all ever just travel down Meridian Street? You know, you hit 38, Lord, have mercy. And then you just go back to 41st. There's a whole nother world over there. You know, and that's how God can be. God can have you in the middle of all this confusion and just insulate you from all that drama. Amen. Somebody who believes in the protection of God. Somebody who believes that you might hear some gunshots outside your window, but God's got you. Somebody say that to your neighbor. God's got you. God's got you. Don't even worry about it. My God. Amen. So this man, he's got some dual citizenship. And after coming to the knowledge of Christ, he used that for the glory of God. He went on three different missionary journeys, and he started churches in Thessalonica, Philippi, Galatia, Ephesus, uh, Corinth, all these things. And you know, I mean, I had to tell you the truth. After I would do all that, I'd probably be ready to just prop my feet up somewhere. But now Paul, Paul's ready to go out here, and now he wants to go to Jerusalem. And even after being warned, this ain't going to be some vacation that you're going on, Paul. I believe he was warned when it by Agabus, the, the one that whoever uh, has this girdle. You're going to suffer a whole lot of things. But Paul, even being warned, he goes out anyway. Amen. 
ready to work for the Lord. And he goes down and he uh, into Jerusalem and he tries to blend in with everybody else, tries to go in low key. He knows what's been prophesied about him, tries to just uh, blend in with four men who are going to perform some uh, uh, ritual, you know, shaving his head and all of these things. But it wasn't even a week. You know, a whole lot of things can just happen in a week. And this man already gets called. They see him in Jerusalem. They drag him out of that temple, put him before everybody, get a whole mob of people against him and all these things. And he begins to tell his testimony. Amen. God will plant you somewhere, even in the middle of trouble. And he begins to talk about how he was on the road to Damascus and how the Lord knocked him off of his high horse and he saw a bright light. And he said, Paul, Paul, Saul, Saul, uh, thou persecutest the church. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he tells this story. And he begins to talk about how who this man that he used to be, how he was holding the coats uh, for the people that stoned Stephen. And after telling this great testimony, how the Lord transformed his life, you would think folks would want to hear him. But listen to what they do in Acts 22 and 22. Amen. Y'all got your Bibles today? Just bear with me a little bit while I set this up. Acts 22 and 22. And they gave him audience unto this word, and then lifted up their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for it is not fit that he should live. And as they cried out and cast off their clothes, and they threw dust in there, I mean, just acting a plum donkey. Amen, just making all kinds of scene. And all of a sudden, what happens? The Roman commander, he looks out and he's like, what in the world is going on? He has a great Roman commander. He comes from a civilized place. It is his job to keep law in order. Amen. Or he's going to get in trouble. All right. And so he does this and he wants to find out an explanation of why all this is going on. Let's go to verse number 24. The chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle and bade that he should be examined by what? Scourging. That don't sound no good to me. So in other words, they're going to interrogate him. We're going to get you, Paul. We're going to find out why all this drama has started in this city. Why it seems like the whole city is turned upside down. Why everybody, the whole mob is against you. There's riots out here. And we're going to figure this out, Paul, because too much is going on. So we're going to get you to talk one way or another. We've got to torture you, scourge you. We're going to beat this word out of you and figure out what the problem is. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? Look how agile this man is. And look what he know, how he just remains right in the middle. You know, some of us, we just had these big old temper tantrums and all these things. And when the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, Take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, Tell me, art thou a Roman? And he said, Yea. And the chief captain answered, with a great sum, in other words, I don't pay a whole lot for the freedom I had. I done, let me bring it home to you all. I got my green card, and I paid a whole lot for this green card. And listen to what Paul snaps back and says. And Paul said, but I was what? I was freeborn. I was born free. So Paul, at this point, he probably looks all disheveled, hair uncombed, probably got dirt all on his face. And they look at him, and they say to themselves, ain't no way in the world that this man has Roman citizenship. Be, be careful what you say about people. Amen, Sister Kimball. God, amen, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. whole lot of folk out there got money and intellect and things. You don't even know anything about those people, what they got going on. And so they made a judgment, a bad judgment about Paul. Thought 
he wasn't a Roman citizen. You know, it was very, uh, it was unlikely for a person who was that devout of a Jew to also be a Roman citizen. So I can understand why they made this, this, this misstep. You know, but when they find out that, of who he is, and who he belonged to in his citizenship, suddenly you see these people began to back up off of him. Yeah. My God. Yeah. You know, that just, let me just drive this point home a little bit more. You know, when the enemy learns who you are, and, and when you really know who you are, y'all hear that? When you know who you are, and more importantly, when you know whose you are, don't it make a difference, y'all? Somebody give God praise for that today. My God. Hallelujah. So they had to back up. And they become afraid in verse number 29. The chief captain also was afraid after he knew that he was a Roman. You know, the Romans, they're a civilized society. You can't just treat a Roman any old type of way. They had the right to due process. Don't just come out here just about beat me upside the head. I know who I am as a Roman citizen, all right? Now hold on. Back up, y'all. I am a Roman, all right? They had the right to vote. They, had, they were free. All these things, all right? So uh, Paul, he being this intelligent person, didn't lose his cool in the middle of conflict. Time out somebody, let's bring it to the year 2023. A lot of us, what do we do? We just lose our cool, and suddenly, you know, when we get somebody who pulls us over or treats us a little funny, what do we start acting like, like second-class citizens, and then you wonder why they treat you like a second-class citizen. You need to be like Paul. Just keep your cool. Remind them of what your rights are. A whole lot of temper tantrums have caused problems to escalate, and people have lost their lives because of this on their face right now. They don't know how to use their tongue. Sharp tongue, all of a sudden getting them in a whole lot of trouble. But if you would just keep your cool, amen. If you would just realize who you are, whose you are, that you are a citizen, amen, a freeborn citizen. I am a citizen of what? I'm a citizen of heaven. Somebody give God praise for that today. Hallelujah. My God. I'm a citizen of heaven. And there is a certain mentality that we ought to have as citizens of heaven, all right? Now, maybe I can't say that I'm a Roman citizen, but I know I don't know about you, but I can say, thanks be to God, that I'm a, a, a citizen of heaven. I might not be able to say I'm a Roman citizen, amen? But listen to this, John 17 and 15. Let's hear, listen to the words of Jesus, amen? Is this good, somebody? Y'all still with me? 17 and 15. Wake up in here, John 17 and 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, Listen to the words of Jesus. But thou shouldest keep them from evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. In other words, we are in the world, but we are not what? Of the world. Amen. I'm in this world, and as believers, I still believe that we ought to be set apart. I still believe in the word sanctification. I believe that we ought to be those, those that are called out for God's use. If you believe it on today, let me just see you wave your hand right. Anybody still believe in holiness and righteousness and being set apart by God? Amen. Anybody glad to be living a holy life? Thank God for the change that he's made in us. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of I appeal to you right now. I implore you. Amen. This is some urgency to this in Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a what? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, you ain't got no bragging rights just because you live in a holy life. That don't mean that you walk around acting like you better than everybody. That's just what you're supposed to be doing. 
Amen. You know, every now and then as, as a teacher at school, I get a little kid who's standing in line, you know, and he's looking at me like I'm supposed to give him peace. That's what, what you're supposed to be doing, boy. You're supposed to be in line, able to stand. And you, some kid raise a hand in class and you want all of a sudden me to give you a golden ticket. That's just what you're supposed to be doing. You live in a holy and a sanctified, called out life is just your reasonable service. Somebody say it's my reasonable service. It's my duty to live holy. Give me praise right there, y'all. My God. And be not, hold on, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. My God, proving what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. I'm in the world, but I don't just assimilate to the culture of today. I don't know about you. I'm in the world. Amen. I live here on planet Earth right now with y'all. Amen. But every idea that the world has, I don't embrace as my own. Amen. There's a whole lot of things going on in the world that I don't all of a sudden just conform and just say, oh, because you said it's right, that means it's right. Amen. Hello, somebody. We ought to be different. We ought to be called out. Amen. We're in this world physically. Amen. But we don't act the same. We don't walk the same. We don't talk the same. We don't lead the same life. We don't party like everybody else party. We don't look like everybody. We don't dress like everybody else. We don't talk like everybody else. Am I saying something to offend somebody? It's the truth. Somebody say amen. We don't even grieve like everybody else grieves. My God. Amen. You even go, there's, a whole, there's even a difference in a funeral service when the saint of God, of God goes up out of here. We don't lose our hope, amen, like that's the last time we're going to see him. We know that we'll see him again if we would just stay on the winning team and live for God. Somebody who believes and shout yes. My God, come on, shout yes another time and give him some praise. Amen. The dead in Christ shall rise first, my God. And we which are alive and remain, we're going to be caught up together. Amen. Amen. We don't grieve and sorrow like everybody else. Amen. There's a difference in us. Anybody glad for the change that God has made on the inside? Anybody feel it's a genuine change, too? This ain't some show that I'm putting on right now. There's a genuine change. Hey, my, my God. You know, and listen at this. There are times that you might dibble and dabble in the wrong thing even after this change is coming over your life. I cannot sit up here and say that since I came on the winning team, since I joined up with Jesus, that I have not had any failures or mistakes. Maybe that's somebody else's testimony. Man, I figured y'all would just sit there, amen, because if you did jump up, I'm sure some little tape or something come out on you, and next thing you'd be tiptoeing your little way up out of here, amen, but God has a way of making a real change on the inside of you. Check this out. It's just like when you eat. All of a sudden, you know, you know maybe when I was a kid growing up, I can eat a whole bag. Now, I know some of y'all hate Twizzlers. I love Twizzlers. <laughs> And, I, and I'm telling you why I get a, uh, and I, I would love them little uh, straws that had the sugar on it, the sour things, whatever they call it, sour who, punch, sour punch straws. And I'm telling you, back in the day when I was a little kid, that stuff didn't bother me at all. And I would sit there and I can put, I would go to the gas station to get a, a Pepsi slushy. And I would take, sometimes I would bite the top off a Twizzler and the bottom off and use it as a straw. And you know, I'm telling you, I'd eat the whole bag and, and be running around feeling just fine, you know, pull up through the drive-thrus, eat all kind of junk food. But now that I done crossed over into the 40s, amen. <laughs> And I done started to change my diet and things. Amen. There might be times that I might go over there and dibble and dabble and eat a little bit too much of this. But I'm going to tell you what. It don't agree with me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
it don't agree with me. And now that I've teamed up with Jesus and he's changed my appetite, he's changed my desires, changed all these things about me, there are times, sometimes I have to admit, there might be times where I'm tempted to go over here, but it don't agree with me no more. It makes me sick. I got to spit it back up. I got to get myself right before God. I can't just stay there anymore because God has made a real change in me. And if he's got a change in you, give him some praise right now if God's made that change in you. Come on, let me hear you praise him. Let me hear you pray. Thank God. There's been a great change in me since Jesus stepped into my life. Bless his name, somebody. Hallelujah to God. Come on, let me hear you give God a hand praise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not the same I used to be. It ain't me just putting on a show. There's a real change on the inside of me, and I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. Somebody who's glad about it, give him praise today. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Thank God that he changed me from the inside. Thank God that it's more than just rules that I'm following. Thank God that there's been a genuine change in me. He changed my heart. He changed my mind. My God, and I'm glad about it all today. Thank you, Jesus. Can the church say thank you, Jesus? Can the church say thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Lord. I'm glad about that today. Hallelujah. My God, we've been changed. Listen at this. Hallelujah. Philippians 3 and 20 for our conversation. Now, conversation in the Word of God, if you're reading your King James Version Bible, it don't, this is 3 and 20. It don't mean just you talking to somebody. Amen. This is your citizenship. Amen. Another way of looking at that. Our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body. My God, I'm hastening for that day, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. This is my expectation. According to the working whereby he is even or able even to subdue all things unto himself. My God. So a citizen, y'all, I'm about to draw to a close here. Just give me a few more minutes here. Is a person who legally belongs to a particular country. They have rights. All right, y'all, you got some rights, and we got some protection, but there are also some laws that we have to abide by. Amen? Don't you try to claim hold to the rights of being a citizen of heaven if you don't want to live by the rules. Amen? I mean, it come a time, I've said this before, but, you know, when your kids get up of age, if they don't want to act right, there's a door. Bye. You know, amen, you ain't got, you know, when they hit 18, I ain't been begging you to stay up on this roof. Amen. You don't want the rules? Get up out of here. Amen. But uh, th there are some privileges that come along with being a son or a daughter of God. And I don't know about you. It's worth all the things that I have to do. It's worth all the rules. Amen. It's worth all the little things that I can. A lot of times, all them things is just God trying to keep you from some mess that would destroy you. Because the enemy is here just to steal, to kill, and destroy. But God said, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Are you glad that you found it, somebody? Are you glad that you found that abundant life? My God, I'm so glad I found it. All right, now check this out, y'all. Amen. Uh, check this out. All right, as an American city, citizen, now I ain't, I'm not trying to get you to be uh, super patriotic. I mean, I'm glad to be an American. Amen. Um, you know, I, I've been to a whole lot of different countries. I've been to 26 countries, and I always come home. 
<laughs> I'll be like, bye, y'all. I mean, amen, that's nice. Amen. I like your gelato. Amen. I like your little food over here and whatnot, but get me on on the plane after a while. I'm ready to come on back home. Amen. I'm glad to be a citizen. Amen. But there's some benefits. Amen. That come from us. Amen. Being citizens of heaven. Benefits that come from you being American citizen. Can't nobody just come in here and deport you. They look at you, Brother Larry. I'm looking right at you, Brother Larry. Up, get up out of here. We're going to send you back. And you look at them like, what you talking about? I was born here. Amen. I am an American citizen. And let me tell you this. As a citizen of heaven, can't nobody just come up in here and just snatch you out of God's hand? You are a citizen. Amen. And can't no devil in hell snatch you out. My God. Anybody glad to know that God's got me? I'm here. My God. And can't nobody snatch me out of his hand. I am a citizen of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Can the church say thank you, Jesus? My God, you can vote in America. You can run from public office. Amen. Amen. Folks, you ain't got even, you know, nobody might even see that you have that ability, but you can still have the right to run for that office. Amen. And right now in this room, there might be somebody, future pastors and deacons and leaders and all these things. My God, God can use you for his glory. Another uh, benefit that I love about being a U.S. citizen, did you know this? That if you're a U.S. citizen or you become a U.S. citizen, do you know that they will prioritize your family, amen, becoming a U.S. citizen? Do you know that your children automatically become U.S. citizens when you become a citizen? Hello, somebody. Anybody? Uh, let me hear the citizens of heaven that want to see their family get saved. Anybody want your children to be saved? Hello, somebody. This is a privilege, amen, of being a child of God. My God. Another privilege that you have as a U.S. citizen is that you can travel with a U.S. passport. You got a lot of different places you can go. That's some, you know, some power right there in, that, in your hand. And if by chance you were to travel to another place and you were to find yourself in trouble, what can you do? You can run to the U.S. Embassy. I'm here today to tell somebody as a citizen of heaven, sometimes as a pilgrim who's passing through this foreign land, you might find yourself from time to time in trouble. And when you find yourself in trouble, you can appeal to the heavenly court. You can run to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You don't have a high priest who can't be touched by the feelings of your infirmities. God loves you and he wants to help you. Give him praise if you believe it on today. God wants to help you. Somebody just say, help, Lord. Help, Lord. My God, we find ourselves in trouble from time to time. Hallelujah. You can look up. Help me, Jesus. In this foreign land, I'm in trouble. I need you, God, and I guarantee you, he'll come to your rescue. How many know he's always on time? How many know he's with you always? My God. said, if you made your bed in hell, I'll be with you. My God. Give me praise on today. My God, there's some benefits that we have as children of God. I'm almost done. Give me a little few more minutes here. Consider, you know, who we used to be, y'all as opposed to the citizens we are today. Come on to Bible class with me right now. I invite you to turn to your Bibles to Ephesians 2 and 1 right now. And you hath he quickened. Amen. He's brought you to life. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. 
where in time past you walked according to the course of this world. This is us, y'all. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation. Remember I said that ain't just you chatting, amen. That's how you live, your citizens, in time past, in the lust of the flesh. There you was, stuck on stupid in the lust of your flesh. I was there too, y'all, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. This is the verse I love. But God, somebody say, but God. But God, who is rich in mercy. Notice it didn't say he's rich in wrath and in judgment. Anybody glad that he's rich in mercy? Somebody ought to praise him right there. Thank you, Lord. Rich in mercy for his great love. Wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together. I'm so glad to be a part of this thing with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Then in the ages to come, you ain't seen nothing yet, y'all. My God, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Don't you know you always got something to look forward to? Somebody in here, you ain't got nowhere to go for spring break. Guess what? You got something to look forward to. My God, somebody here, you think that your, be your best years are behind you and you always got a proverbial tear coming down your eyes. Come on, you ain't seen nothing yet. Encourage yourself in the Lord. My God, anybody anticipating heaven, the joys of heaven, keep it in view. My God, we always got something to look forward to. Now, there are times, yes, as citizens of heaven, amen, we got dual citizenship. I'm on this earth right now physically, my God. But as a citizen of heaven, I'm not telling that you won't go through some things. Everybody, anybody that been here saved even 24 hours, I'm eight hours. Some of us can come out and don't even make it on the parking lot good, amen, without something going down, amen. You know there's some trouble, amen. But listen to what Jesus says. In the world, ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, y'all. I have overcome the world. My God. Psalms 27 and 4, I heard you, Sister Joyce. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I got something to look forward to. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Verse 5, I love it. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. My God. Somebody who believes it today, give me praise. My God. <laughs> hey, this is good to me. You ain't even got to enjoy this. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> my God. I, I finally know what Bishop's saying. I'm enjoying my own cooking right now. <laughs> it was good. This is a good word. <laughs> my God. Oh, it, it's good. It's good. Check this out. Since some of y'all still don't believe me, there's some benefits to come. Let's go on over here to Psalm 103. Put that on the screen for me right now. I believe it's uh, verse number two is what I want. Oh, yeah. Come on, read it out loud with me, y'all. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Come on, y'all. What are the benefits? Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Time out. Stop right there. I got to insert a little sea lie right there. Who forgiveth every last one of your iniquities? Now, only you know all the dirt that you've done. I'm talking about those public sins as well as those private sins. The things that you didn't want nobody to uncover. The things that you didn't want to get publicized. The things that gave you that guilt trip. Who forgiveth all, A-L-L, all your iniquities? Somebody ought to give God praise for that. My God. Who healeth all thy diseases. Anybody here still believe God is a healer? Come on, anybody still believe that? All right. 
Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness? Look how good he is in tender mercies. Who satisfied thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles? My God. So there are sometimes, you know, as a citizen of heaven, amen, you might be confronted by the enemy, amen, or like Paul, you might be surrounded by the threats. Anybody ever felt like you just were surrounded? Amen. You got all kinds. They coming this way. You got tests and trials coming every which way. Amen. Tests behind you, tests before you, to the left and right of you, accusations and threats, and you just feel surrounded. Amen. There are some times in life that we can experience a myriad, a myriad, am I saying that right, of problems and tests and compacted issues. Amen. Dual problems, if we will. You got dual citizenship, but there's sometimes we experience some dual problems. Amen. What do you do when you need two miracles. You ever been there before? Amen. You was already praying about one thing you needed a miracle for, then all of a sudden, here's something on this side. Lord, I need another miracle. I already felt like I was at a deficit for just needing one miracle, and now I need another miracle. What do you do when the doctor tells you got high blood pressure, and then all of a sudden they walk in moments later and tell you you got sugar diabetes too? What do you do when you got problems on the job and in your home? What do you do when both of your kids is acting up? What do you do when you got the light bill that comes in and it's outrageous, and all of a sudden you open up another letter, and it's the gas bill too? What do you do when you got dual problems? problems. Come on, dual citizens of heaven. You know who your God is. You know that you can reach up. The money might be out, but the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. My God, the doctor might have come in with a bad report, but you know that God is a healer. Somebody give me praise if you believe that God is a healer on today. My God, the storms of life might start getting choppy up around you and you feel the boisterous winds, but he's the same God that stepped down and said, peace be still. If you believe it today, just wave your hand and say, thank God for peace on today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He can give you some peace in the midst of your storm. My God, somebody, you got two different problems, amen, that you're confronted with. But you got dual citizenship on today. Amen. Thank God today. And there's times that you got to learn, like Paul, he appealed to Caesar. Amen. And I feel like we ought to appeal to Jesus Christ. Sometimes we ought to look up and say, Lord, help me. I still believe in pleading the blood. Amen. Anybody still believe in that? Pleading the blood of Jesus. You know, in court, there's a whole lot of folk. They plead the fifth. And what do they do is sit there and be quiet. Let me tell you something. You better open up your mouth today. You better stop pleading the fifth and plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. Get under the blood, under the blood, under the blood. Thank you, Jesus. And I know God will be there for you. Hallelujah. Last verse, and then we can get up out of here. Isaiah chapter number 61. This is it. Isaiah 61. My God, but you know, we got, you know, promises that have been made to us. I praise God for that. And there were promises that were made to the children of Israel, even in Isaiah 61, the first half of that book, um, maybe 1 through 39 of, of Isaiah deals with a whole lot of judgment, amen, judgment upon the nations and different things. But finally, we get to a scripture that gives us some hope in Isaiah chapter number 61, Jerusalem or, or Judah, they had been in Babylonian captivity for 70 years, amen, and they had gotten a whole lot more, even more, because of their disobedience, they were punished, amen, and they were gone off into Babylonian captivity, and they were beaten down even more than they deserved. 
Amen. Babylon, you know, was the belt that God was using to correct them, but they went overboard. They beat them down even more than what they deserved. Amen. And I love this verse for somebody on today. I'm going to give you some hope today. Maybe you have been beaten down from the enemy and he has just humiliated you and just maybe made you've made some mistakes and he's just almost got you over there just rubbing your nose all in it on today. Or maybe you just feel like that you've just been overwhelmed, but I just hope that this scripture today would just give you a little bit of hope. Isaiah 61 and 7, for your shame ye shall have the double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Amen. Now let me bring this home for you on today. Let me read this, another translation. This is the message translation. I, I like this. Because you got a double dose of trouble, and more than your share of contempt, your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy go on forever. Amen. Somebody stand with me right now. Come on now. Help this boy. Get up. Come on. Get up fast. Like, don't get up now. Come on. Hop on up. Hop on up fast. Like you got some strength to you. Don't play no soft music. Please don't start playing that. The people have sleep now. Come on now. All right. Now, listen. I mean, and one, one preacher brought a home like this and just said, and I loved it. You, double for your trouble. Double for your trouble. The things that you, you are a dual citizen. Sometimes you go through dual problems. But let me not let you know, you got some dual blessings that, got, that are waiting on you today. Amen. If you would just, now hold on, maybe you don't believe it still. Or you say, oh, that's just for Israel. Amen. All right. Amen. But listen to another, you know, uh, a scripture that really illustrates how God can give you exceeding abundantly above and you ask or think. Listen at the story of Job. How about this be our last one on today? I promise. Job 42 and 10. And the Lord turned. Come on, you read it. Hold on, start again. We done messed that up. Go ahead. Y'all read it. Go ahead. Somebody who believes it, just give God some praise on today. My God, I don't know who in here, you got a whole lot going on. You feel like you're surrounded by the enemy. You got more than one pr a problem, amen. But let me remind you, you got dual citizenship. And I'm going to say it by faith today. I believe you got some dual blessings on the way. I believe that God's going to give somebody the double on today. And I just got a feeling like everything's just going to be all right. My God, I just got a feeling. This, everybody up in here, we're going to be all right, y'all. Somebody just shake somebody's hand on your roll and let them know it's going to be all right. I know you got your back up against the wall. I know you don't understand. My God, but it's going to be all right. Oh, yes. My God. Hallelujah. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Hey, hey, hey. I Everything's gonna be all right. Help me sing now. Wake up in here. Everything's gonna be all right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, I got assurance. Everything's gonna be all. Wake up your faith. I got assurance. Everything's gonna be alright, yeah! I got assurance, everything's gonna be alright. 
somebody in here that got more than one problem amen you got a whole bunch of problems right now and you've got more problems than you have solutions for come on down to the altar right now don't think about it come on with haste come on run down to the altar come on y'all run on down to this altar right now my god hallelujah 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 oh yes oh yes oh yes oh yes Somebody just begin to pray right now. Come on, let the Spirit pray. Eli Messiah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, you know all of these needs that are at this altar, even right now, God. 
Father, I thank you for all of these people here, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that all of our problems in totality, Lord, are not too much for you to handle, Lord. We bring them to you, Lord. You are the solution. You are our help. You are our way maker, Lord. Meet the needs of each one of these individuals, God. I pray, God, that you would send solutions. Lord, I pray, God, that you would even bless, Lord, God, the things that pertain to them. Lord, I pray, God, that you bless the businesses, the finances, that you would save children, God, that you would change lives, Lord. Somebody's struggling in the battlefield of the mind right now and feeling discouraged, God. Uplift them and help them even now. Give them a peace that passes understanding, God. Give them the strength and the help that they need, Lord. Let them know that it's going to be all right in the name of Jesus. Somebody in here who needs the Holy Ghost, a baptism in the name of Jesus. And you want to become a citizen of heaven. And you want to claim not just, just the benefits, but you also want to get under these laws. Amen, amen. You want to get, get on the winning team on today. I dare you to come on down and just step to the middle aisle. And I guarantee you, somebody will take you down in the name of Jesus. And you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Anybody here want to be baptized in Jesus' name? Want your sins to be washed away? Gonna be all right. Be all right. Gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. Yes, it will. Gonna be all right. 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 If you believe it, gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. All right. Gonna be 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 all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Claim your right. You're a citizen. God's got you. Gotta keep you. All right. You're not alone. God's with you. He'll fight your battle. He'll fight your battle. He'll fight your battle. All right. All right. All right. All right. Everybody give him praise. I dare you put a praise on it. I dare you praise God by faith. Just believing. Believe God today. Ah, God, believe God today. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. I believe it. I receive it. I receive it. I believe it. I believe it. I receive it. I receive it. I believe it. I believe it. I receive it. I believe it. I receive it. I receive it. I believe it. I believe it. I receive 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 it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I receive it. I believe it. I receive it. Anybody believe God today? Somebody just declare that. I believe God. I'm a citizen of heaven. God's got me. God loves me. My God. Hey. Gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. Gotta keep you. God's got you. Gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. Yeah, it will. Shout yeah! 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 Yeah!
Just turn it around. My God, I believe somebody else going to get this situation turned around. One more time, shout yeah. 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 I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm coming out. I'm gonna make it. God's with me. He'll see me through. He'll fight my battle. He'll bring me out. He never fail. He'll never fail. Never leave me. Never forsake me. He's with me always. In trouble. On the mountain. On the valley. God's with you. God's with you. My God, okay. Okay, I'm going to let you go. Amen. Amen, but hold on. Keep that beat for a minute. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to leave on this wise. We have night service on tonight. Y'all know at 630. Y'all know all the formalities, passing your fans and all that stuff. Amen. Amen. I just want you to let somebody know right now. I'm going to need a couple of evangelists just to break out in this place. Just to move around the room right now. You give somebody an encouraging word. Amen. I was going to tell you what to say, but I don't feel led to really tell you exactly what to say right now. But before you leave up out of this sanctuary, just walk around the room and encourage somebody on today. One more time, go! Yeah! 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 You're gonna make it! You're gonna be alright! You're gonna make it! You can take it! He'll see you through! He'll fight your battle! He'll bring you out! You're coming out! God is with you! He'll never leave you! God loves you! He'll never forsake you! He's with you! With you always! On the mountain, on the valley, in your home, on your job, at work, at school. God is with you. He'll never forsake you. You're a citizen of heaven.